So this week's parsha, parsha's lechlecha. So very interesting language when you're dealing with telling somebody to leave his family, to leave his entire life behind, just to get up and go. To get the point across, I asked my six-year-old. I said, "Imagine I told you to pack a bag and start walking down down the street and just keep going. Bye. See you later." And it was like, whoa, you know, it became like real. Like it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. You know, obviously Avram was older than that, but it's, it's an amazing thing. Leave your entire history behind and just go. Where? Just go. And yet, the Torah says, lech lecha, go for you. This is not for me, says Hashem. It's for you. So what does it mean it's for you? So there's many pshatim what it means for you. It was for Avram. So the Medrash brings down two, it, it says two languages. It says, Number one, why didn't Hashem show him where he was going? Just tell him where he's going. It says two things, says the Medrash. L'chabiva. Okay? so that it would become precious to him. Okay, let's see what that means. And also, to give reward for every step. Every step that Avram took, he got reward. So the first thing, which is l'chabiva, which means that it should become precious to him, right? We have to know what that means. What, meaning, what wasn't precious to him, and now that I didn't tell you where you're going, now it is precious. That's number one. And the second thing, which is to give schar on every single step, wait, he's, he's listening to Hashem. He's anyways getting schar on every single step. He's anyways getting schar on every step. He's listening to the Tzibor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You get schar on every single step. So what's, what's going on over here in this, in this Medrash? So, when it comes to L'chab of all love, the idea that Rashi, that the Medrash is telling us, is as follows. When somebody goes through something, somebody goes through something, and it's hard. It's not easy. So we all know that there are people, let's say, they sit down to learn, and learning comes very easy to them. They sit down, they open up a Gemara, they start reading the words, and bam, it just, it goes into their brain. They get it. And they, you know, the first time they learned Tysus, they were all over it. They were all over it. They got the Kasha, they got the Teres, they, they understood everything, and they even, they even chopped the, the Rishan's Kasha before, you know, and there are a lot of boys that are sitting there like, Halavai, Halavai, I, I would be able to get it like that. For some boys, they open it up, and it's very hard, it's very difficult. Can't read, right? Where to put the comma, where to put the period. What's the translation of this word? I don't understand this question. I don't understand this answer. I don't even know where to look for Tysus. Right? For some people, it's very, very hard. And very often, we could think to ourselves, the person who gets it right away loves learning. He must love learning. And the person who struggles must not enjoy learning. And in the beginning, sometimes it can actually be that way, right? Someone who's not looking forward to the struggle and not looking at the struggle the right way, yeah, it could end up being that way. A person could have a bad taste with learning and a person who it comes easy to could have a good taste in learning. But the person who perseveres and says, you know what? It's hard. But I'm going to push through. I'm going to push through. I'm going to do it anyways. 
and I'm going to push harder, and I'm going to push harder, and I'm going to start looking it up in the dictionary, and I'm going to use this, and I'm going to ask this older bracha, and I'm going to ask this older person, and I'm going to push, and I'm going to push, and I'm going to push, and it's murder. And I, and, and, and I realize now that I was just, I literally put the comma in the wrong place. And you feel dumb, and you feel like I can't do it, but you push, and you push, and you push, and all of a sudden, things start becoming a little bit more clear. And the next year, and the next year, and you slowly grow more and more and more, Believe it or not, that person loves learning infinitely more than the guy who just got it like this. I never really put in any extra effort because I get it. Can I leave now? Like, I got it. So it's kishmak, but it came to you easily. And it's like this with anything in life. Something that comes easily, we all know. It doesn't feel as good when you buy a loaf of bread from the store than when you made bread yourself from scratch. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Says the Medrash, if I would have told Avram where he's going, and t- telling him where he's going doesn't just mean geographically. It means, what's the point? You're going to be going to Eretz Canaan. You're going to be getting this whole land. It's going to be amazing for your kids. Okay, so he's listening to Hashem. Maybe it's a little hard, but it's like, you know, okay, it's another commandment listening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But here, it was hard. I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know the point. And he had to push through it. And it was one of the Nesiyanis. It was a test. A test means... He had Bechira on his hands. He wasn't sure what to do. Should I, shouldn't I? And it wasn't easy. If it was easy for Avram, it wouldn't be called an Isaiah. Right? It wouldn't be a test. It was a test because it means there was a very strong sign to Avram that "Ah, I can't do this. But he pushed through and he pushed through in a way where he didn't even know where he was going. Every step was painful. Why? Because now he's gonna, he, it's going to be that much more precious then. This mitzvah is going to be that much more precious because I worked blood, sweat, and tears through it. And I'll cope, see, see on every single step to get schar because the schar of those type of steps where he has no clue where he's going and it's not gishmak, the reward that you get for that is infinitely more than just when you're listening to HaKadosh Baruch this lefum tzara agra, however much the pain is, however much the struggle is, that's how much more so the reward is. So you get a double whammy. Number one, you end up enjoying it more. And number two, the reward, you end up getting more. And this is an unbelievable lesson that we could take into our lives. There's nothing wrong with struggling. There's nothing wrong with something being hard. And yes, it's hard, obviously, but that's the point. That's the point. That's how you're going to grow. When it's not hard, you're not growing. And something to keep in mind, you're faced with a struggle, you're faced with like, how am I going to do this? How am I ever going to get this? How am I ever going to push through? Because number one, you'll enjoy it way more than that guy who gets it right away. And by the way, if you get it right away, you're that type of bugger. So then you have to find ways how to push yourself. That's your Nisayan. Find ways how to push yourself where it's hard for you too. But either way, to push through that struggle, even when it's insurmountable, it doesn't look like I can do it, is something that you'll never regret. You'll never regret the hard work that you put into it. You'll never regret it. There's no such thing as a guy who worked extremely hard and is like, see, it was so painful and I got nothing out of it. No such thing. No such thing. You'll never regret the hard work you put in. There's, a, there's an amazing idea that brings us out by mitzvahs. By a mitzvah. 
Hashem works in this way sometimes. Uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Viner from here months, he calls it the disappearing Nisayan. The disappearing Nisayan. He says like this. He says, sometimes there's a Nisayan that a person gets a challenge. Listen to this challenge. So there was a, there was a guy who came to Rabbi Viner here, Muncie, and said he's, a, he's a, a, a therapist and he's going to this big convention of therapists. And it's a big challenge for him to put on a yarmulke by these conventions. It was way back in the day when it wasn't so normal to wear, you know, diversity wasn't such a big, you know, talking point that it was, a, it was, it was not so geschmack to put on a yarmulke at these conventions. Everyone looked at you like, you're weird, like, what are you doing? And he talked it over to him and he wanted to know, do I have to wear the yarmulke? Do I not have to wear the yarmulke? So Rabbi Viner said, listen, there are heterim to rely on. Right? At that point in, in history, there were, there were heterim to rely on. But he said, listen, it, 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 it's a very special thing if you can wear the yarmulke. So he worked it out and they, they came out together. He's going to push through. He's going to do it. He's going to wear the yarmulke throughout the convention. So in his head, that was where the Nisayan was. And I passed. The Nisayan was talking it over with the Rav. Right? Should I wear the yarmulke? Should I not? And I passed. We came out. I'm going to do it. That's the Nisayan. Comes to the convention. And he books the, you know, checks into his hotel room the night, the first night. Goes into the room, goes to sleep. The convention starts the next morning. The next morning he wakes up, ready to get dressed. His yarmulke's not on his head. Can't find his yarmulke. Okay, so we all know he looks through the, the sheets, you know. He looks through the, you know, the, the covers. You know, maybe if his wife would have been there, he would have made his bed. Maybe he would have not lost his yarmulke in the first place, but he didn't, you know. And he's looking through the covers, looking through the sheets, looking behind the bed, looking under the bed. Can't find the yarmulke. Looking everywhere in every corner of the room. Cannot find his yarmulke. He's like, of all days to lose a yarmulke, right? Right when I... So he's thinking to himself like, okay, you know, what can I do? I can't find the yarmulke. So he said, I'll go down and I'll borrow maybe someone's baseball cap or whatever. You can't go to a convention with a baseball cap. That's not going to work. So, okay, listen, I have a term to rely on anyways. The rough told me, I have a term. So he's, he goes to the door of the, of the hotel room. He opens, he's about to go out. And he's thinking to himself and he says, you know what? I, I, I made a Kabbalah. I was Kabbalah myself, Messiah Snefesh. I'm, I'm not going to go to this convention without wearing a yarmulke. I'm going to wear a yarmulke. If I can't go, I can't go. It's obviously Hashem telling me a message that, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but I'm not going. Closes the door, walks back to his bed, and on his way, he trips a little bit on a pile of clothing on the floor. And he bends down, and in his undershirt from the night before, when he lifted off his undershirt, there's his yarmulke stuck in his undershirt. So he thinks to himself, he goes, I looked everywhere, everywhere for my yarmulke. I couldn't think to look at the pile of clothes on the floor. But the pshat is, there's something called a disappearing Nisayan, which means Hashem said, I, wa- I don't want you not going to the convention. That's not the point here. I want to see that you were willing to not go to the convention. That was your Nisayan. You pushed through and you showed that you were willing to not go. Now go. Now here's the yarmulke. Go. I don't want you not going to the convention. That wasn't the Nisayan. The Nisayan was, are you, are you willing to give it up? 
Now that you are here, disappearing the sun. Now, now there's no, no need for the sun anymore. You passed. Here, go. Right? But that only the, 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 the schar that this man got wasn't from talking to the Rav and coming out, I'm going to wear a yarmulke. That's easy ish. Also hard, but easy ish. That's not where the Iker schar says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Iker schar you're going to get. I'm going to make, is, is when you have that real struggle at that point in time and you overcome it, that's where the real, that's where the real growth is. Both in learning and in doing mitzvahs. And that was why it was lech lecha, go for you. Because this was one of the biggest growing moments in Avram Avinu's life. Sure, everything's good. You're in your father's house. Everything's good. Everything's comfortable. Go. Leave your comfort zone. Go out of your comfort zone. But it's not going to be but that's so terrible, but it's so hard, it's going to be terrible, I'm going to be in pain. No, 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 you're not hopping, it's going to be lecha. It's going to be for you, it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be awesome, you just got to push through. We should all continue pushing through, never give up, and get uh, amazing skyrim, Mr. Shem. How do you turn it off? No clue. <laughs>